0: Welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in the office in my studio at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas. Glad to have you with us on this beautiful yet rainy day. And uh, we're going to be starting something new this morning titled The Secret and the Fear of the Lord. And we'll do a few sessions on this. Don't know how long each one will be. But uh, I hope that you would uh, get your Bibles and follow along with us as it will be a very important topic as you and I study the Word of God as it pertains to the secret of the Lord and the fear of the Lord and how they're tied together and uh, how not everyone is entitled to walk in that place. The offering of the secret is to all but not everyone is entitled to walk with that secret through this journey of life that we've all been given an opportunity to do. And so we're going to study the Word of God so that we will all be on the same level ground, if you will, so that we can all find the truth of this particular subject. And we will always, as we have to, see what we see in the Word through the redemption plan of Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. Without looking through the cross of Christ, we will not experience by the Spirit of God that which we need to be experiencing. So uh, one thing before we get into this, uh, if you follow me on my Pastor Curtis page, some time back, it's, I don't know how long it was, but I did... Uh, 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 a series there, I don't know, 12 or so days in a row where I I posted, and it's been a a good season back, and it was called The Fear of the Lord and the Cross, The Fear of the Lord and the Cross, and uh, if if you don't know this, well, let me teach you something about Facebook, You can go on Facebook and in the search bar, you can type in the fear of the Lord and the cross and then then click on posts and you'll see all those things come up. If you're my friend, if you're following the Pastor Curtis page and you'll see those things come up. Uh, But also, you know, every time you share something from someone else's page, it will pop up on your memory a year from now, two years from now. So you can find this on my Pastor Curtis page if you go there and, uh, and you type in the fear of the Lord and the cross. Anyway, there's about 12 of these uh, specific things that I wrote concerning the fear of the Lord, the secret of the Lord, and the fear of the Lord. And it, the, the, this is a uh, very important subject because... Everybody's running around you know, today thinking they've got their own little avenue with the Lord. And, and nobody has their own little avenue with the Lord. We're either walking with Him in the light in which He is found, 1 John 1, 7 through 9, or we are not really walking with the one we claim we're walking with. We might be doing all sorts of religious activities. And let me say this, and I'm not being ugly. I speak from experience. Our flesh, I'm talking about that which there is nothing good within. Romans 7 teaches us that. (laughs) But our flesh will go along with all sorts of spiritual activity. But it will not tolerate... It will kick and scream against me taking up the cross, seeing the word of God in the light of the living word of God and what he did as the Lamb of God. The flesh will go to church. The flesh will even lift hands. The flesh can do all sorts of spiritual activity. But the flesh is constantly striving against the spirit without ever a break. There are no breaks. It is a constant war within the child of god and if we don't learn the truth of calvary then we'll never function with this secret of the lord we'll never function in the fear of the lord and so when as we go through these uh different uh, topics concerning the fear of the lord and the secret of the lord uh it's really going to be more so about the fear of the lord but we were going to start today with a, a particular scripture called the Secret of the Lord, because the Bible says in Psalms 25:14, and this is a very familiar and, and much used scripture in the ministry the Lord has given me. And it says this in Psalms 25:14, "The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him." And he will show them, reveal to them, make known to them his covenant. Now you can see, I hope, why we've titled this the secret and the fear of the Lord. Because they're tied together. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear the Lord. And he will make known, show his covenant to them. Not everybody. To them. You have to understand that. This this is... This this exclusive place that God saves and God does everything he does. He speaks through this place. He works through this one place. And the world hates that. That, That's what's going on. That's why the world hates Israel. Because they are the one people after the flesh that God has raised up to represent him. They're the ones he gave to. His word, they're the ones that he brought the the one and only Redeemer of all the world through, and that's why the world hates Israel after the flesh, and it's why they hate the church after the Spirit, because it is an exclusive, very exclusive way. And even the church has moved into a place where they don't like this exclusivity. They like to think that God is doing this over here this way, but he's doing this over here this way. And we forget that God only has one way through which he does all things, and his name is Jesus, hallelujah, glory be to God. There's only one way to the Father, Jesus said it was Him, John 14, 6. There's not two ways to get to the Father. That means there's not two different ways to reach the Father in prayer. There's not two different ways to reach the Father and to offer Him the adoration and praise and worship He deserves. There's not two ways to serve Him. There's not two ways to get to Him, to get His approval, To get his justification, whether it be of us or it be of our fruit, there's only one exclusive way, and that is through one's faith in the death of Jesus. See, this is pretty much the secret that the world doesn't know, and the church is being duped and seduced in such an awful way today. with The Bible flat out, listen, this is how seduced and deceived the church is. When we read scriptures that tell us such as... Philippians 1 and 27, that we're supposed to be striving together for the faith of the gospel. We're supposed to be of one mind, one spirit. And Corinthians even says we're supposed to be speaking the same thing. That doesn't mean the same Bible verse every day, all the church, but it does mean we're supposed to be speaking the same thing in every Bible verse that God is showing us. If that weren't the case, how could we speak the same thing? How could we be of one mind in one spirit? So this is an exclusive place. Jesus even told just how exclusive this place of finding life in him and walking in on this journey, experiencing that life in him really is. There, he said there be few that will find it. There will be few that will find it. Because we've got our own way. We've got our own uh, determination to do this. We can open the Bible and go after whatever topic we want to to try to uh, use God's Word in our own way on our own lustful flesh instead of seeking after God's righteousness, His kingdom and His righteousness before all things. That means allowing His Word to guide us by His Spirit on the path of righteousness with the fruits of that righteousness before everything else, before family and leisure and all the things. So, so it's pretty obvious how far away from this place the church really has become. If they were not far away, then the ministers would be preaching the cross and the people of God would be shouting, hallelujah, amen, thank you for this great revelation of God's Word that can only come through the revelation of of his son, meaning what he did at Calvary for us. That's you, you you and I, listen, we can't touch the Lord's miracles that he did back when he walked. Our touch, our touch on the Lord is by faith in his death. That, that, that's that's our touch. That's that's the object of our faith. Hallelujah. You might say, no, all the, faith comes by hearing the Word. Right, but the Word has to be in the righteous context. Our faith can't even get to my heart. You have to understand these things. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. But 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 1 says the faith that we've obtained and the faith that ever we will obtain comes through righteousness and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It has to come from Him through our hearts yielded to, to what He did at Calvary, which was the work of righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So as we begin to look, At the secret of the Lord and the fear of the Lord, we're going to notice how they're tied together. They're tied together. And so not everybody, listen, is it not obvious that not everybody is the Lord is showing his covenant? Because those he's showing his covenant, they are ministering his covenant. They are preaching his covenant. Jesus said the new covenant's in his blood. So if you if you if you're being shown the new covenant, you're preaching the sacrifice of Christ, the blood of Jesus, as the justifying agent for for, for God's justifying status upon whosoever will believe in Christ Jesus. Amen. So this is a secret. And and, and but it it's not a secret that's being kept from everybody. It's being offered, but the only way it can be Received is if it is believed. And I want to bring something out about this scripture in Psalms 25, 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Now think about this. If you have a secret and you let me in on your secret, that means that you've confided in me. You've trusted me with your secret. I want you to think about that. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. So it requires the fear of the Lord in our hearts for us to be, for the Lord to confide in us to give us this secret so that we can claim the secret is with me. The secret of the Lord is with me. And the reason the secret of the Lord is with me is because I fear Him. Well, that's all a work of the Holy Spirit. I can't today just decide that I'm going to fear the Lord. This, this is something that I've got to even, if you're hearing me teach this today, and you say, well, I don't even understand what the fear of the Lord really is. And I don't know if I fear the Lord or not. What David said, Lord, teach me the fear of the Lord. Teach me the fear of the Lord. Let's talk about for a minute that word fear. Years ago, I mean this has been several years ago, the Lord taught me what a a great definition scripturally of of what the word fear uh, really means. And wherever you look the word fear up in the Bible, you're going to get this same definition and it's going to always say a reverential fear, a reverence before the Lord. And years ago as I was studying this, there's a word within reverential to have reverence before the Lord, and that word is revere. That word revere means that you and I, whatever we're revering, we have in the heart placed an estimated value of worth on whatever that is. And to have the fear of the Lord In our heart means that there is a drawing there that we're being influenced by. And we don't might not know at first what it is. I believe with all my heart, every person who's been born again, the fear of the Lord, had to be involved in that because the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him and he shows them his covenant you had to see the covenant to be born again by the covenant that's in the blood of jesus jesus taught that that the new covenant is in his blood and only the new covenant can save anybody it's it's only the new covenant that can save israel who had the old covenant they can't be saved unless they accept the new covenant that swallowed up the old covenant in the blood of Jesus because the new covenant is only in the blood of Jesus. So the fear of the Lord when someone gets born again it's because the fear of the lord is there and it's being offered them through the preaching of the gospel the preaching of the cross the sacrifice of christ that is a part of what makes the preaching of the cross the power of god the convicting power of god that that presents the fear of the lord there this because you know the the preaching of the cross of christ is comes with a commanding uh, command behind it. Uh, it it's, it's a command. Peter called it the holy commandment, the way of righteousness. And, 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 and he said, it, he even wrote that it'd be better that you never knew the way of righteousness than after having known it, turn from the holy commandment It'd be better that you never knew the way of righteousness, meaning the way of the cross of Christ, the way of salvation, than after you've known known it, than to turn away from the holy commandment. You see, the preaching of the cross is God commanding people to be saved. He's commanding people to be saved and that's a part, the fear of the Lord uh, is a part of the preaching of the cross because it brings with it this fear of the Lord that is either rejected or it begins to draw that's why most people don't get saved the first time they hear the gospel but but there is a there's something there the fear of the lord there's something there at that command that comes with the preaching of the gospel and and something happens to man there's this fear like like uh, let's just talk about Cornelius i believe Cornelius had some fear of God he had some reverence before God in his in his own way because he wanted to to know God he wanted to serve God he wanted to be right in God's eyes but he didn't know God so God had to send Peter to preach the gospel that reveals God to him by revealing Christ Jesus and his work on the cross and then Peter became a child of God, him and his whole house. So the fear of the Lord has a part to play in the preaching of the cross. This, again, let me say it, this is a reason that we should always have the message of redemption in every teaching, every message we preach, every, every word we share. We've got to be boasting in the cross of Christ, pointing to the cross of Christ, seeing the Word of God in the light that shines only from heaven through the cross of Christ onto the pages of God's Word, and then and then is applied, grafted into our souls through that process. So, outside of that is only flesh. So we got to understand this. So uh, the the born again experience was an experience to some degree of the fear of the Lord because when we heard the gospel, we placed an estimated value of worth on that what we were hearing. And we were doing this, even in our lost state, we were bumping that, what we were hearing, up against what we thought and what we'd heard and how we felt and and all these other things. And then with the heart... We, we, we trusted in, we, we, listen, the born-again experience is a choice to, to place a value on the truth of the gospel that's higher than any other thing. We don't add the truth of the cross to other things that we believe for salvation. We allow other things to be thrown away for the sake of the truth of Christ and Him crucified that saved us. And the fear of the Lord was at work there, was drawing us there. Remember Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. I believe that fear of the Lord has something to do with all men being drawn and, and there's some degree of recognition of that, even though we can't explain it, but it's the fear of the Lord. There's a value of God's worth He's trying to give to you as He presents His gospel, the gospel of His Son to you. And, and when, when you believed it, you at least placed a value on it. You, you gave it an estimated value of worth, worth believing in your own heart. And when you did, God showed you his covenant. He proved it to you personally in your heart, and you knew you were saved. Hallelujah. See how beautiful that is? That's just beautiful. So the, the, the fear of the Lord. Let's read this one verse again in our little introductory session here today on this secret of the Lord and the fear of the Lord. And it is the secret of the Lord, Psalms twenty-five fourteen. 14. You need to have this highlighted in your Bibles. This, this Bible verse right here will help you Stay the straight and narrow it 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 keeps the rails up, so to speak it, it, the holy Spirit will use this scripture to keep the, the rails up the the hedge about you on this narrow path that he's brought you on. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him that that place this this estimated value of worth on who he is through the gospel they're hearing. Because God's, uh, you can know there is a God by creation. You can know there is a God by looking at the things that are visible. The Bible says in Romans 1 you can even know and understand the invisible things even to the point of the Godhead by looking at the visible things. You can know that these things exist but you cannot know God outside of his covenant that he's offering in the death of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, the shedding of His blood. Remember, Jesus said that the new covenant, the covenant, is in His blood. It does not exist outside of that. That means the experience of His new covenant does not ex- does not uh, uh, exist outside of our faith in His death, the shedding of His blood. You need to understand that. So, the secret of the Lord is with them, they have this, the secret of the Lord. These people have the secret of the Lord. What people? Those that fear him. And he will show them, he will make known to them, he will reveal to them his covenant. Well, the Bible tells us after we're saved, that we need to be found growing in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that's 2 Peter chapter 3, the very last verse there. So you and I, as children of God, are told that we need to be growing in grace. Grace only comes through our faith in the death of Jesus. It don't just come if it did, everybody would be saved. It doesn't just come if it did, our flesh would never get in the way. Grace only comes through that place. Jesus tasted death by that grace, Hebrews 2, 9. He tasted death by the grace of God so that grace of God could flow through him, through our faith in that work of death, our union with him in that death, and we could have grace to grow in. And he says, in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you and I, the only place we can grow as children of God is in the covenant. That's where we grow. In the covenant. It, we grow in grace. Grace is only found under the new covenant. In the grace was under the old covenant, but grace under the new covenant is the fullness of God's grace coming and offered to all men through the blood of Jesus. you got to think about this. There was grace under the Old Testament, Old Covenant. Folks had grace. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Hallelujah. But Noah couldn't go to heaven when he died. He had to go to paradise. Amen. That tells you a little bit of difference about Old Testament faith, Old Testament grace, rather than New Covenant faith, and new covenant grace. New covenant, well, let's start with the old covenant. They had faith in a coming redeemer. They had, they they, they found grace that God would give them to carry out certain things in their lives that pointed to, that were type and shadow of a coming redeemer, and they lived by grace through faith. But let me tell you today, Jesus had to be manifest and die on the cross shedding his own blood for the grace that he tasted death by to be given to us to the point of saving us to get us into heaven because the blood of bulls and goats never pleased God. The scripture said that burnt offerings and sacrifice you did not desire but you prepared for me a body. It took Jesus for us to have the faith that came with him, and now our faith is not in one coming. It is literally in in the one who came. The grace we experience that saves to the uttermost is the grace that's offered to us through His tasting of death. And don't forget that. So the secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. This is the difference between those who are growing spiritually and those who are not growing spiritually. Those who are not growing spiritually are not looking at the covenant. And the reason they're not seeing the covenant any longer is because He's not able to show them because they're more interested in something else. If you're more interested in anything other than the Lord and His covenant, provided you in the blood of His Son, then it, that is an automatic block. That's why the cares of this life, the cares of this world, can pull us away from what we should be focused on, boasting in, and determined to be knowing nothing other than this great covenant. Hallelujah! That everything in the Word of God must be touching the covenant, or it can bring no life to us. We live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You're absolutely right. But that life only is found in the blood. The life is in the blood. The blood is the life. Hallelujah. So to try to experience the word of God to find life outside of the blood is a waste. Jesus said to the Pharisees, he said, you know... uh, you 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 won't you won't come to me, he said the scriptures are that which testify of me, but you won't come to me. We can't be using the Word of God, my friends, outside of the Word of God bringing us to Christ. that's moment by moment. What does that mean? That means bringing us constantly to where our faith should be, which is in his death, 2 Corinthians 4.11. We're always, us who are alive, us who are Christians are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake that we might express him, manifest him even in these mortal mortal bodies, this mortal flesh. It's not us that He, God is trying to express to the world. It's his son, hallelujah. And we can get distracted from the covenant. 99.9% of the church is today. We all will say the blood saved us, but we don't all, we're not all, very few are looking back to the cross and reckoning themselves to be dead indeed unto the sin nature, but alive to God through Christ Jesus. Most of the church is trying to get their old man readjusted, their old man conformed, their old man the Line. The old man is dead and buried, and the only one that can serve God and please God is the new creation in Christ Jesus that we've become through the blood he shed at Calvary. Hallelujah. So the secret of the Lord, let's get back on track here. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, the Lord. mean, there's this reverence there. There's this this type of fear there. And he makes known to them. he, he, He is continually making known to them as they fearfully fear him, as they fear the Lord. This 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 attitude of, well, I already know about the cross. I'm saved by the cross. I, I don't know, you know, no, no, it takes the cross in your life moment by moment if you're going to follow Jesus. That's what Jesus taught in Luke 9, 23. If any man come after me, he's got to deny himself, take up his cross to be able to follow me. In Luke 14, 26, and 27, Jesus said, if you don't bear your cross, you can't be my disciple. See there? Disciple means learner. That means if I, my faith is not in this place where I'm being delivered unto always, then I've been duped and seduced, and i put the cross behind me and everything else before me instead of everything in this world behind me and the cross before me. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. See, we got it backwards because We've been seduced, and the fear of the Lord is not there. Not everybody's going going to return to the fear of the Lord, my friend. The world's got too much to offer today to the flesh. Let me talk about the word fear here for a minute. The word fear there, fear moves us. Fear moves us. If somebody walked in here right now with a big old rattlesnake holding it out with a big fang sticking out, that would... That would cause fear. That would cause fear in my heart. And it would move me, probably to make a new door right behind me. <laughs> but fear moves man. Fear moves man. And, and, and that's just the way we're, we're geared. We, we may respond in different ways, but we will be moved by fear. The fear of the Lord draws us to God. The fear of man draws us to men. The fear of the Lord draws us. The fear of the Lord moves us. The fear of the fear of man will move us in the wrong direction. It'll move us away from sound doctrine. It'll, listen, the fear of man will make us just ride out straight. Stupid. We'll, we'll sit in churches knowing they're preaching false doctrine and say, you know, well, I know they're not preaching right, but, you know, this is the family. This is my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents' church. I mean, God don't see it that way, my friend. God don't see it that way. God says get up and get out turn away from those who have a form of godliness but they're denying the power and God says his power is the preaching of the cross. they're not preaching the cross and some who used to are just now mentioning in it that talk, and God don't say talking about the cross. he says the preaching of the cross is the power of of God, the declaration with an exclamar, exclamation mark, the preaching of the cross that that brings the fear of the Lord will be the preaching of the cross <clears throat> that lets everybody know there ain't nothing else gonna bring the power of God except what my God says the power is. There's not gonna be another demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Other than what my Bible says, brings that on the scene. Hallelujah. We can play make believe and pretend, and we can want something so bad, and we can be seduced. We can sit there and admit. We can name our denomination and all the jokes about our denomination, and just to prove how seduced we are and how tied to our denomination we are, instead of the truth of Calvary that we're that we're. Listen, if if we've not reached a place yet where we're not determined to know nothing else, the fear of the Lord is lacking in our lives. And that's why we're not seeing the covenant. See, you and I don't just get to decide to look at the covenant. The covenant has to be revealed. The covenant has to be made known by the Lord himself. And he can't do that except where he finds the fear of the Lord. See, this is the secret. And it's what makes so many religious people mad when they hear this. Because he can't just reveal his covenant to anybody. He can reveal it to those who fear him, who have this reverence for him, those who are being drawn to him, not in some shaky trembling, not they see them act in a certain way though, so they start acting a certain way. No, this is a heart issue. This is, the, the fear of the Lord has everything to do with us wanting to please God no matter what any other human being thinks. Not us saying that, but us being found in that process. And when we are, then we won't care what men think who've been holding us captive through our own lustful flesh by the fear of man. We will begin to come, if we fear the Lord, if our value, listen, I know there's a lot of people that cry tears, a lot of people rolling the floor and they're brokenhearted, crying out. They want more, they want to see the Lord. They want to know the Lord. I want to know Him more. And listen, God sees whether that's real or not. Even if we feel like it's real, Peter said, I'll go with you to death. I'll die with you. You can count on me, but that wasn't really the case. And sometimes we can think we're all about the Lord and not be. The Lord can put us in some situations. I said the Lord will put us in some situations to let us learn if we're really... Desiring to have him intervene in our lives if we really want to please. Him, I said the Lord will put us in some situations to let us learn how much we really want to know Him, how much we really want to be found trusting in Him and pleasing Him. Many have heard the focus of the message of the cross and instead of running to it, they run back into wherever they've been held captive all their lives by the fear of men. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. I don't fear him unless I'm being drawn to him, and the only place he draws me to is the blood of Jesus, Ephesians 2.13. He brought us near by the blood of Christ. Did you understand that? He only brings us near, he delivers us unto death always. 2 Corinthians 4.11, that's not a Bible verse, my friend, that we just play with and feel good about it for about three or four months, and then we move on. If the Holy Spirit delivers us always unto death, That's telling me my friend that he's trying to deliver me from me. He's trying to deliver me from everything that's not the will of God and the only place he can deliver me is by delivering me unto the place and the one and what he did that did deliver me and that's the cross of Christ, the death of Jesus. Oh my goodness. Those that won't accept this truth, the fear of the Lord is not in their heart. Remember the fear the Lord is is the value and the estimate of God's worth. Oh, hallelujah. You first experienced it when you were born again because there God showed you his covenant because your heart was found trembling at the words you were hearing the words of the truth of the gospel and you believed it as the Lord showed you his covenant. And there's no other place to grow. That was just an entrance. That was just the door being opened and and God's hand reaching out and guiding you into Christ. Hallelujah. Now that you're in, there's not another avenue to grow in. The way you got in is the way you grow in. The way you got in is the way you stay in, the way you grow in. Hallelujah. So let's read this again before we move on today. It's such a beautiful thing. The fear of the Lord is is always going to be tied to, to God's redemption plan. You got to understand this now. And we'll see that as we go through the scriptures concerning the fear of the Lord. You will see how they're always tied to God's redemption plan. The secret of the Lord, this is Psalms 25, 14 again. I hope you're paying close attention today. And Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would impart a deep work of truth in our hearts today. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And he will show them his covenant One of the key words in that little verse is them. And again, let me say something else concerning the exclusivity of salvation in God's way before we move on. And that is this, even under the old covenant, God chose one man to make one nation to represent him. And in that one nation, he chose one tribe. And within that one tribe, he chose one family. And within that one family, he chose one man that would go inside that one holy place on one day a year to offer blood for the forgiveness of his own self and for the nation, the whole nation of Israel for the next year ahead, the exclusivity of God's way. Someone outside of Israel could come and join the ranks of God's people, but they had to surrender everything, everything. They had to renounce all false gods, and they had to accept Jehovah, and they had to accept his way of the sacrificial redeemer being promised to them and what they had to do to prove their faith was in that promised redeemer and that they were waiting for him and trusting in that alone. So others could come from without and become a part of Israel, but they had to renounce everything. They couldn't just bring their beliefs in and 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 and, and transform Israel and have a mixture. That was never allowed. God wouldn't allow it and he doesn't allow it now. So, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. And that secret was given to them who were born again when they were born again because they feared Him. They heard the gospel. They valued it greater and great enough to believe from the heart and then even to confess it with the lips, Romans 10 and 10. And they were saved, hallelujah. And He will show them His covenant. And this... Is one of those scriptures where, as with many others, we've used just for initial salvation when it is going to be the way of our entire journey. The way we got in is the way we walk through our journey and if we turn away and stop touching the cross the focus, the boast in the blood of Jesus alone I'm not talking about throwing it in at the end of a message my friend I'm not talking about getting up and preaching politics and and history, I'm talking about preaching the word of the cross, hallelujah the Bible says preach the word that's the word of the cross, hallelujah And everything else is just going to have to dangle on the sides and be attached to that for the experience in our lives to be able to be imparted into our lives we got to keep the same fear of the Lord that was there when we first believed in the Lord, hallelujah so let's look at at a a scripture here Uh, let me make make this uh, comment because it's our first sessions comment we'll call it The fear of the Lord spoken of in God's Word is always tied to a faith that is in Christ and His work at Calvary. Or we are trapped with the alternative, which is the fear of man. And let me say that we are going to be found by God functioning in the fear of the Lord or the fear of men. Let me give you this example again that I've given before. I've been approached by individuals in our own community who've heard our ministry online and they have said to me, I love the teaching that comes out of that ministry. I love your teaching. I love the truth that I'm hearing But and I'd love to be in your church, but if I left my church, my grandmother would roll over in her grave. Do you see the fear of man in that, the seduction in that? Uh, that, that I'm hearing truth over here. I'm not hearing that where I am. And that was the point being made. But the, a dead grandmother is what has power over that individual to keep them in that building, on that property, among that people that are denying the power of God because they're not preaching the message of the cross as God's Focus of salvation, sanctification, way of holiness, way of righteousness, God's holy commandment, the way he does everything. They're not doing that. And they recognize they're hearing the truth over here and the power and the fear of the Lord is there. On It's being offered to them, but it's being denied by them because the fear of man, it has more power over them. And it's what's going to have to happen there in the millions of lives like that in the church, in the saved church, who are hearing the truth and the focus of the cross, and they're not hearing it where they are, and they recognize the difference. Know this, my friends. The fear of the Lord and the fear of man is what's taking place there. The fear of man holds us trapped by being kinfolk, related to. they so long, our family's church, our this, our that. I, man, it is an amazing thing to me. And I can speak from experience because I came out of all of that. But it is an amazing thing to watch people think they have to be in that building on that property they're tied to it. They're bound in it. They're bound by it. They, even some of these churches, man, they, oh, well, we believe in the cross. We believe, but when the preacher dies or the preacher leaves for whatever reason, they don't go get a preacher that's preaching the cross. And they're out there now. You can find them. You can find them. There's not many, but you can find them. Let me say it again. And, and this is what this is, this is a part of the exclusivity that even the church doesn't like. They're out there, but they're not many. And these people, they don't run and get them somebody who's boasting and preaching in the power of the message of the cross. They go get them another, another preacher that's got some other name that they have to be in unity with. It's the fear of man. And the Bible says that is a trap. If you're in a trap, that means you're... You're being denied. If you're in a trap, you're hindered. You can't move properly. You can't carry out the will of God. You can claim you are, but you're trapped in the fear of man. These places need to be shut down. And maybe not shut down, but the the, the, the names of them need to change and the focus of them need to change. I'm not ashamed to sit here and say that this morning because I'm not I'm not building anything. I'm not trying to build anything. I'm co-building with my Lord, and He only builds on the revelation of Jesus, and that revelation only comes to the heart of men through the preaching of the cross. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So this morning, let me read that again. The fear of the Lord spoken of in God's Word is always tied to a faith that's in Christ and His work at Calvary, or we're trapped within the alternative which is the fear of man. There's only the fear of the Lord and the fear of man. There's not another fear of nothing else. We're talking spiritual terms now. Again, if somebody walked in there with a snake this morning, that's going to move me in my flesh to a place of fear. My heart's going to go to beating. I mean, I walked out to the mailbox years ago with one of my sons, and he was a little back then, and we got to the mailbox, got the mail turned around, walked back to the house. There was this massive oh, uh, what's that big dog? I can't think of its name. Not a Doberman Pinscher, but that other big, big dog. He had like a calf. And and, and, and I'm, I can't think of its name, but I'm standing there, and I'm looking at that dog, and my heart is pounding, and I'm thinking, man, something, something about to happen here because the dog is standing right in my path. I'm like, something my heart is pounding fear is there something is about to happen because fear makes something happen whether it's natural fear or spiritual fear fear moves me and i just told my son i said stay behind me stay behind me don't get don't get out from behind me because i knew If there was going to be a confrontation, if there was going to be a ripping of flesh there, if that dog was going to get a hold of somebody, I wanted it to be me and my son could escape and run to the house. But but it it moved me. I began to make plans. Stay behind me. Don't get out from behind me. But thank God the dog was somehow, somebody must have dropped him off. He was sick and unhealthy. I walked right up to him. Staring at him, walked right up to him and patted him on the head. But anyway, he had something wrong with him. Died, um, I don't know, four or five weeks later. But anyway, my point is this. Fear, fear makes us start thinking down certain avenues. Fear moves us. Whether it be natural or whether it be spiritual, fear moves us because we've reverenced something. We've placed a value on Something. And if our value is properly placed on our God through what he did in his son on Calvary, that will move us, my friend. That will move us into more experience of this covenant that he is making known to us. Amen. This this is why you see all the the faults, all the heresy and unsound doctrine in the church today because God's not showing them his covenant because they're filling their hearts with just the things of men, using God's word to do it, but they're holding it outside of its righteous context. And that, my friend, (coughs) cannot be going on in the fear of the Lord going on at the same time. It can't happen so uh i want us this first session let's make it over to uh 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 uh, hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. i know it's not the same thing that's here on my paper but i'm not going to limit these sessions to just what's on this paper so let's look at Hebrews 5 verse 7 because here's where we see our greatest example of the one who had this perfect fear of God in his heart. And it's our Savior, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7. I hope unless you're driving or working, you get your Bible, follow along with us. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7, speaking here of Jesus who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard, get this now, he was heard in that he feared. Jesus was crying, strong crying and tears unto God that he knew was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. I believe this is a, is a picture of what happened to Jesus in Gethsemane myself because that's where he had probably the strongest crying with the tears that were even sweating drops of blood, crying out, God, is there another way that this cup can be taken from my hand? But it, it, the, the, the proof in that he feared God and valued God's plan, see, that's that word value, that estimated value of God's worth that we place in our hearts from our hearts on that which is of God according to the righteous words of God. Get this now. Jesus placed an estimate. He had to do this as a man by the Spirit of God. He had to come to the conclusion that this was the only way He valued his father and his father's plan. That's why Peter could write, when he was reviled, he reviled not back. When he suffered, he threatened not back. But he he committed himself to the one who judges righteously. He went all the way. He went all the way through his suffering and great crying, strong crying with tears, even sweating drops of blood out of his body. He was praying that God would be able to save him from death and he was heard, Jesus was heard in that he feared, in that his reverence was to his Father in heaven, into this command that he came to earth with. Remember Jesus said, I believe it's John 10, 18, that no man take my life from me, but I have power to lay it down and to take it up again because I have this commandment of my father Jesus was under commandment here you and I are under as the saved children of God we are under the holy commandment that the gospel has brought us into hallelujah the captain of our salvation doesn't ask us questions he commanded us to be saved we placed a value on that message we believed it we accepted it in the heart yielded to it believed it with the heart unto righteousness. Remember, it's that righteousness that Jesus committed himself to that was of his God. And get this now, he was heard in his prayers because he feared. In that he feared. In that his, remember, Jesus' words ended up being in Gethsemane, not my will, but thy will. The, the, see, th- this is where the church needs to be today concerning all that that I mentioned earlier about all this mess, this, the, the chains and the bondages of men's titles and men's names and denominational names and, that we want as our legacy and we want to celebrate and, and all these things, anything other than the cross that we're boasting in any way in spiritually is a sin to God. He says he only allows us to boast in that, uh, that saved us, the cross, Galatians 6.14. God only allows us to boast in the cross because the cross is where we find ourselves crucified unto all that hates God and unto all that God hates. Hallelujah. So Jesus was heard. He's our example. We don't have anything to be carrying out that he is not our example. And Jesus was heard in his prayers in that he feared, in that his his estimated value of the worth of God, his father, and his father's plan for him to carry out was of greater significance and greater worth than the way he felt, than the tears he cried, than the blood drops he was shedding. The worth of God, his father's plan, was greater than anything in his fearing the Lord God. He was heard. Get that now. Now let me read another scripture that Peter wrote concerning this same thing. I hope you're taking notes today. And this is 1 Peter 1 and 17. My Lord, I didn't know this was going to take an hour, but it has. Watch this now as we prepare to close. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 17. And if you, you saved folk, and if you call on the Father... Who, without respect of persons, judges according to every man's work. Everybody say that word work. What's God judging? Every man's work. Watch past the time of your sojourning, meaning you're traveling through this life, your journey here in fear. We're told to live, to carry out our lives in fear. This doesn't mean running around scared of God. People people give offerings in church because they fear God get them if they don't. That's not the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the value you place on the Lord as he's offering you an opportunity to believe in his covenant. That's found in his son's blood, the way of the cross, the way of the cross, not just the way in, the way of the cross. Let's read this again. Peter writes this in 1 Peter 1 and 17. If you call on the Father, that means if you're going to pray, remember the Father is without respect of persons, and he's judging according to every man's work. So pass the time of your traveling through, your sojourning here, now, today, moment by moment, in fear. In fear. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. And He makes known to them His covenant. And only unto them does He make known His covenant. Glory be to God. Man, this went by fast today. I can't believe it's already been an hour. I I would say time flies when you're having fun, but this has been far more than fun. I guess that's why it's been far faster than ever. So I hope the Lord has been able to encourage you and edify you. Maybe set you a little straight if there was any crookedness there, and maybe direct you back to the place of hearing properly, receiving properly, which we're going to see in this lesson and in this study is all tied to the fear of the Lord. There's a great secret there that not everybody has. If you're a Christian, you began with the secret of the Lord, but whether you're still handling that secret properly is a different story. I praise God for every one of you soldiers of the cross, every one of you who support us prayerfully, who support this ministry financially, and I pray that God would only increase in your life the revelation of Jesus Christ more than ever before, more than you could have ever imagined in the days ahead, and that your value will be greater than it ever has been on your heavenly Father through your faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, and what He did for you at Calvary. There you'll find everything you're looking for. Praise the Lord. If the Lord does stir your heart to give an offering to Him through this ministry, you can help us support the Bibles uh, that are going to the inmates every week, the Expositor Study Bibles, 10 a week, and the other ministries that we have here at Crossway Church. You can do that simply by texting the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950 or you can go to the website thecrosswaychurch.com and uh, you can donate there click on the store icon there and see the commentaries that are offered out there and I just I just praise the Lord for what he's doing in these last few seconds before he pulls the curtain on this age as we know it right now God bless you. May his touch be found upon your body, your soul, and your spirit, all of you on this precious day. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. We'll see you then.